The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. You are listening to your Europa Conference League final preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow the account where I tweet about all sports. That is at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. In the next 24 hours, I'll be posting the PL for the month of May. The pin tweet on that account will always be the PL for the previous month. So April will be getting replaced by May. And May was massively significant as it was my 120th month in a row of transparent tracked profit, meaning I've been undefeated every single month in sports betting for a decade. If you want to sign up for all of my picks to get the picks that go on that spreadsheet, head over to lockbetting.com. So we move on with the Europa Conference League final. We have an English club in the final going up against an Italian club. We've had an Italian club in every single final. We had one in Roma who fell short via penalty shootout. We have one in Inter Milan at the weekend as they plan to stop Manchester City from doing the treble. And here we have Fiorentina representing Serie A, representing the Scamessa Italia podcast, trying to stop West Ham, managed by David Moyes, from lifting a trophy. The winner of this will get a trophy and they will also get let into next season's Europa League and neither of these teams have disappointingly qualified for this competition via their league position so whoever loses this will not get European football at all next season so it's a big game but it's huge in terms of trophies as well it's been a long long time since either one of these two names who are big names in both Italy and and England have lifted a trophy. You have to go back 22 years for Fiorentina's Coppa Italia victory. Prior to that, 2000-2001 success, they also won the Coppa Italia in 95-96. That team was, of course, led by Gabriel Battistuta. For West Ham, you have to go back 43 years, go back to 1980 when they lifted the FA Cup. So obviously, this is a huge game for both of these two teams. They get to lift the trophy at the end of this. 
and they secure European football for next season as well. One player who's unlikely to play European football for West Ham next season, whether they win this or not, is going to be Declan Rice. So to add another narrative to this cup final, we have Declan Rice playing his final game for West Ham. That is 99% sure there are a plethora of clubs already linked to Rice. The long-term team who have been linked to him is Chelsea. There was a long belief that he would move to Chelsea as it would be a local move to a club who should be challenging for the top four, should be challenging for titles. He also has his best mate there in Mason Mount, but it looks like Mason Mount could be moving on to Manchester United. Therefore, it brings Manchester United into the race. They've also been long-time admirers of Declan Rice, but recently... Arsenal have emerged as the favourites to sign him after challenging for the Premier League this season and losing Granit Xhaka to Bayer Leverkusen. Arsenal suddenly emerged as favourites and have been the favourites for a couple of months, strong favourites actually. And then suddenly there were the talks with Bayern Munich to throw a real curveball into the situation. Bayern Munich have actually held talks with Declan Rice and that probably represents his best opportunity to regularly win trophies. So he would be taking a very different path to England's Harry Kane, who has stayed loyal for Tottenham throughout his career and even now is considering a move to the Premier League, putting his family first rather than taking easier trophies which he would get by moving to Real Madrid who are desperately looking for a goal scorer to replace Karim Benzema. They are interested in Harry Kane but Harry Kane for the sake of his family prefers a move to the EPL if he doesn't just stay at Tottenham again and see out his contract there. So Declan Rice already taking a very different path. He's almost certainly moving from West Ham and could even be moving to Bayern Munich. I do think that he will end up at Arsenal. I think there is great interest in the Arsenal project there. We already have England players in um, in Ben White, in Bakayo Saka, in Aaron Ramsdale there. So we already have some England squad players. So it would be a good fit there for Declan Rice, another young English player. Is he worth a hundred million? That remains up for debate. I personally don't think he scores enough goals from midfield. They're very quick to tell you here in the English media that Declan Rice is not a holding midfield player and has more to his game, yet the goals tally and the assist tally doesn't tell you that and therefore doesn't tell you that this player is worth £100 million, yet that's what West Ham will be looking to get for him this summer if he is sold, and I do think he will be sold. It just remains to be seen whether he leaves the club as a winning captain or as a losing captain after today's game. So before we move on to analysing what will be the case and also listening to West Ham manager David Moyes, let me quickly take this quick break to tell you guys about Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost and Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Just imagine what that extra $2,500 could do with your bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your favorite bet if you want, or you could even create an awesome middle or even use it for a hedge opportunity. And as I always say, my read here says gross. 
I don't find hedging gross. I think it's a key ingredient in order to secure profit. I'm someone who has 120 months in a row of transparent track profit on my lock betting service. And I don't think we would have got there if we hadn't been able to hedge sensibly. So use this however you will. I think the futures, the futures angle is very, very interesting. I uh, actually cash. 81% of my futures all time for plays of one unit and over. And it's therefore for that reason why I always encourage people to never, ever miss a future. The problem is, is that you have your usual bankroll to bet with that you always put aside as your usual bankroll on a month to month basis. But when futures come along, suddenly you need an extra 15 or 20 units, whether it be for the NFL futures to play those divisions, to play those win titles, or whether it be to play your EPL futures, your La Liga futures, your Serie A futures, your, your soccer futures that come along in July. When you want to look at the head to the new season, you want to have extra bankrolls to play those futures. Or maybe you even need to play futures in the tennis tournaments that are coming up at the moment. We just put some futures out for Roland Garros and we'll be doing the same for Wimbledon. Well, this is there to help you do that. I think the $2,500 that you could get in advance would be absolutely brilliant to use for futures to make sure that you never miss a play. And with Edge Boost, this isn't some sleazy loan shark because they are actually charging 0% interest. I want you to tell me a way that you can access more money to place your favourite bets without paying any interest and therefore allowing you to get down on action that you would usually miss, such as these futures, especially on my service, with them cashing at 81%. You don't need to miss out now with Edge Boost. Edge Boost can be a part of a responsible gambling plan as well, as you can set up daily, weekly and monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Now, the way this works is simple. It all gets loaded onto a Visa card and you place bets at legal books. So your card gets loaded and it allows you to place bets at legal books. And all you need to do is make payments back on your Edge Boost card. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by getting involved in this by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use this. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Simon Stone, BBC. Um, I've read the interview that you've done with Ken Dyer and Standard. This is a big game individually and collectively for West Ham. How important is it and is this one step on a journey for you, not the end of one? Uh, well, it's great to be sitting here in the first place, let me tell you. To be in a European final for any manager, I think, is a thrill. And uh, whether you're an experienced one or whether you're a very young one, I think it's one of the pinnacles you can get in football is as a coach. When you start out, can you can you reach a final? So the answer to it is hopefully it's the start. I've always said I think the best years are to come, and uh, you know I'm certainly enjoying this one at the moment and uh, enjoying the moments being here with everybody. And Blue, please, David. Good evening, Sam. I suppose from uh, Talk Sport. Congratulations Hi, on reaching the Thank uh, you. the final. Uh, Fiorentina have just finished their season. You've had ten days between 
your last game mm-hmm. and the final. How have you struck the balance between rest and work to ensure that you come in in top, comp- mm-hmm. uh, top condition tomorrow? Well, a little bit of both. We've uh, done a little bit of time away together. Went to Portugal for two or three days. Uh, trained, enjoyed it, had a bit of relaxation. I think after the amount of games, I think we've played 56 games, I think, this season uh, in the Premier League and uh, and in Europe. And actually last year, I think we were 63 or 64. So to get a couple of days with the players was great. And then really just to build up and get the players ready for the game. Hopefully... Uh, the gap of 10 days won't be too big an issue when you've played that amount of games in one season. Hi. 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 Antonio Giordano, Fontacalcio.it. Uh, what is the quality of Fiorentina that scared you the most? Well, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. But, but what I will say is uh, I've been hugely impressed by Fiorentina. Uh, their, their form, certainly since maybe after the World Cup, has been, been very good. Uh, they've already got to one cup final. So it tells you that they've they've got something. The manager's done a really, really good job with Fiorentina in, in a short time. So a difficult opponent, an Italian opponent, is always difficult. And uh, we respect that. Good, good evening, coach. Uh, Jan Krenřábek, uh, Czech News Agency. I would like to ask you about Tomáš Souček and Vladimir Tsoufal. Do you realize what it means to them? And is it something they've been talking talking about a lot throughout the season to getting uh, here in Prague and uh, it's uh, their dream coming true? So, yeah, thank you. Very much so. I think because both players have come from this club and and uh, they have a big affiliation to the to the city. The minute we heard the, the game was in Prague, we were always having fun with them, making some jokes. But I always felt that, you know, if this was a chance, we had a real chance in Europe this year to get to the final. And uh, it's proved to be the case. And I'm really pleased because both Thomas and, and Vladimir have been great, great for the team over the last two or three years. Been been great servants, performed well, and been really, really important team players. On your right, over here. Hi, hi there. Uh, Nicola Mizzou, Fiorentina.it. Um, a few years back, do you, during your previous uh, experience, some fans tried to sort of write you off after uh, your good time at Everton. Do you think that winning this title would be a, sort of like a payback for the people that didn't believe in you a few years back? I don't look at it that way. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a really good career. I've been coaching since I was... 34, 35, I've had over a thousand games in, in, in football and maybe 600 in the Premier League. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to be in some finals, fortunate enough to be in some promotions. But this is the biggest moment. This is the biggest moment. Uh, but I think it is for any coach, whether you be a new coach, an old coach. And uh, to be to be a football coach for as long as I've been means that you have something, you're doing something right. You don't get jobs or you're doing something wrong. So longevity is really difficult. Uh, there's lots of very, very good young coaches out there who are starting. But for those young coaches, then they're the ones who have to see if they can do 20 years in the business, 25 years in the business, because uh, that's what it takes. David, how's the Bruce Ball? Hi there. BC Sport, hi. Um, as the manager of this group of players, they look to you for motivation and inspiration. Do you have anything particular planned 
to say to them just before they go out tomorrow. I know you probably won't tell us exactly what that is, but I also wondered, in terms of motivating and inspiring you, is there anyone you turn to ahead of occasions like this? Well, I think for me to do something completely different and not be myself would look would look slightly odd. But this is slightly different, and this is something more special than we've we've envisaged for a long time or had. No, I've not really got anything anything lined up for the players, but you know, I'm hoping on the night I'm able to give them the motivation, inspiration, determination, commitment, attitude, all the things which players need to be successful. But ultimately, then you need to find yourself a way to get get a win. This job, this job in football, is to find a way of winning, and that'll be the key message really in the end. So that was David Moyes, the West Ham manager, talking about tonight's game and it's interesting that they do bring up if this does validate him as a manager if this does prove the critics wrong I don't think it's going to make any difference I don't think West Ham supporters want David Moyes to stay on next season anyway at least the majority of them I think West Ham fans think that West Ham are bigger than they are and are entitled to finish in the top half of the table, especially after what they did last season. I think West Ham feel that they have a squad where that should be their permanent position. I at least think that they feel entitled to be playing a better brand of football. It's David Moyes' style of football that they're not very enamoured with. And we'll talk more about that when we actually break down the games, break down the game and look at the odds, because I think the way that Moyes approaches this stylistically will have key implications on how the match plays out in terms of how Fiorentina are going to approach it and how West Ham are going to tactically approach it. And it's those tactics that we're going to talk about when we break down a game that West Ham fans aren't happy with. They want to see a more attack-minded brand of football and David Moyes takes a more pragmatic approach and he'll especially, I think he's especially likely to take that pragmatic approach in a cup final. Before we look ahead to that, let me quickly tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy and best ball mania 4 is here and underdog fantasy is giving away 15 million dollars in prizes plus plenty of ways to win with nba nhl and mlb with their player prop parlays head over to underdogfantasy.com use your promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code sgpn so, looking at the odds here for this Europa Conference League final, yesterday we saw West Ham as a very, very narrow favourite. When the odds opened up, the two teams were level at 10 to 11, 10 to 11 each to lift the trophy. Then we saw West Ham emerge as a narrow favourite. Now, as we are less than 24 hours away from the game kicking off, the two teams are level again at 10 to 11, 10 to 11. In fact, some have Fiorentina as a favourite at 4 to 5. They also have Fiorentina as a favourite to win the game in the 90-minute market, although it's very, very narrow. It's 17 to 10 on Fiorentina and 7 to 4 on West Ham. So you could basically slip a piece of paper between them. And it's 21 to 10 here on the draw. So how do I think it will play out? Who do I think will lift the trophy? I think it's going to be David Moyes and West Ham who try to keep this game tight and cagey. I think Fiorentina are going to be in the ascendancy. 
I think Fiorentina are going to try and keep the ball and West Ham are going to try to counter-attack Fiorentina. But that doesn't necessarily mean, unlike last week, that I'm heavily leaning towards the under because I think whilst implementing these tactics, West Ham could definitely find themselves on the score sheet. Fiorentina have seen both teams score in each of their last five games in Europe while they've notched 12 straight in this competition. However, at the other end of the pitch, Fiorentina have kept just one clean sheet across the last nine in all competitions, while West Ham, they have managed to score in every single one of their 14 Europa Conference League matches that they've played so far this season. So despite the fact I do think Moyes is going to come in and play this in a pragmatic way, whilst I do think West Ham will intend to keep it tight and cagey and allow Fiorentina a lot of the ball, and it will be Fiorentina that probably dominate most of the metrics in this game, whether it be shot count, shot on targets, expected goals, corners, possession. I think all of that is going to favour Fiorentina. I still think West Ham are going to be dangerous on the break. And they've shown previously that they can get results against top teams when they're doing that. Although most of their great results have been at the London Stadium. Despite the fact this season... They've only drawn one match in this competition and have won every single one. There has been a huge gulf in quality between West Ham and their opponents, which is why at the start of the season, I actually picked them to win this tournament. But I did not want to see any of the significant teams that came down from the Europa League. I did not want to see Lazio and I did not want to see Fiorentina in the final. Therefore, I thought West Ham had some value at around about plus 800, plus 900. And of course they do because you're able to cash out on that selection and probably get half your money back with the line for this final being 10 to 11, 10 to 11, minus 110, minus 110. But I still lean towards Fiorentina actually picking up the win here in this game. I think Fiorentina have a little bit more pedigree. I actually think West Ham have better players on the pitch. If we were to make a combined 11 here, we'd probably be taking more West Ham players. And if you look at the overall value of the 11 players that we'll take to the field, I think West Ham's team would be significantly more expensive than Fiorentina. But I think Fiorentina have more pedigree. I think they finished the season stronger. For them to finish eighth, I think was a good achievement for them because they were lounging around in the bottom half for most of the season. But they've had a strong finish to the season, have had some strong results and had a strong cup run in Coppa Italia. And I would actually argue that Coppa Italia is a more difficult competition to win than the Europa Conference League, a league that mainly consists of teams from the lower regions of Europe and the teams that finish maybe 7th or 8th in the EPL, 6th or 7th in Serie A, 6th or 7th in La Liga. And therefore, getting to the Coppa Italia is probably a bigger achievement. So it's not really a big surprise to see Fiorentina here. They have been a favourite in every game that they've played as have West Ham. So other than Lazio being here, this was the dream final. Once Lazio went, this was the final that many people expected. And if I'm asked to pick a winner here for the game, I would lean towards Fiorentina ending the West Ham dream today. West Ham fell short at the semi-final stage against Frankfurt. They've gone one better here, albeit in a lesser competition. But ultimately, I think this will be the game that means that West Ham won't win a trophy, won't be playing European football next season and will spell the end for David Moyes, who I expect to leave anyway. I expect David Moyes to be 
the Celtic manager next season with Celtic losing the manager to Tottenham. I do feel there is a spot there for David Moyes and going to Celtic does give Moyes a real opportunity to add trophies to his resume. Did a very, very good job at Everton. Wasn't really given a fair go in the opinions of many as the Manchester United manager. Was a failure in Spain, but has come back here to West Ham and had some success, although not entirely appreciated by the West Ham supporters. But ultimately, I think whatever he does today, West Ham could be looking for a new manager, especially if they lose. And I do think that will be the case. I just think Fiorentina have too much for him. I'm not sure whether it's going to be across the 90 minutes, but ultimately I do think Fiorentina will be lifting the trophy. Fiorentina coming to this one having won four of the last six. They've scored twice in each victory and they are the toughest opponents that West Ham have faced in this competition. And I feel that if they can get two goals... In 90 minutes against the West Ham team, taking a pragmatic approach, looking to win this game on the counter-attack, that will probably enough be probably be enough to win the game. I don't see West Ham scoring more than one goal across the 90-minute period. It would not surprise me again to see this game going to extra time, much like we did last week. I think the most clear-cut final across European football this season is the Champions League final. We have a significant favourite in Manchester City who are priced up as short as minus 500 to lift the trophy at the weekend. But last week, between Roma and Sevilla, we saw a line of 10 to 11, 10 to 11. And this week, we are seeing it again. And last week's game, despite the fact that it was a little bit dirty and spoiled by the ref, it was a fascinating and intriguing final. And hopefully, this one will be the same. It's very, very difficult to pick a winner. My main lean for this game will be for BTTS with a small lean on Fiorentina because, of course, everybody does want to put a gun to my head and wants me to pick a winner. And therefore, I do think Fiorentina will be the team who come out on top here in this game. Don't forget, there is one more European final to cover. I will be releasing a podcast for the Champions League final between Manchester City and Inter Milan. That will be released before the weekend. I'll also be doing a Bet MEFC recap show, a Scamessa Italia recap show, and an EPL recap show as well. And on all of those shows... I will be taking a very, very early look into next season's futures markets. And that's not it for soccer for the season because we have the Nations League coming up next week. International football will be played just when these players thought they were getting a break. They aren't because the main players will be returning for international football next week. So I'll be covering that as well, as well as the Women's World Cup in July. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.